What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Jack of All. Uh, yeah, not maybe not a fun one, but a really important one. Came across an article that a friend posted on Facebook, uh, and it was about a young lady who committed suicide not too long ago. I think it was Wednesday of last week, and uh, she was 26 years old. She was a dietitian, and it was, I don't know, it was one of the, so she had a full uh, suicide note that I think one she had posted on social media and another written one, and she ended up um, hanging herself, and it was obviously heartbreaking, but there are some things in the note that, um, yeah, that I wanted to maybe focus on and think that it can actually kind of help us frame some thinking and maybe even how learn how to deal with some of these situations. So uh, first the note began by saying, uh, it said, I hate the word bye, but see you later maybe? Question mark. Then she writes, I've written this note several times in my head for over a decade and this one finally feels right. No edits, no overthinking. I've accepted hope as nothing more than delayed disappointment. And I am just plain old-fashioned tired of feeling tired. I realize I am undeserving of thinking this way because I truly have a great life on paper. I'm fortunate to eat meals most only imagine. I often travel freely without restriction. I live alone in the second greatest American city, blah, blah, blah. However, all these facets seem trivial to me. So here's where things get pretty rough. She says, uh, it's the ultimate first world problem. I get it. I often felt detached while in a room full of my favorite people. I also felt absolutely nothing during what should have been the happiest and darkest times in my life. No single conversation or situation has led me to make this decision. So at what point do you metaphorically pull the trigger? And then she lists a bunch of things that she loves and that she's going to miss. Right? And for some reason, this hit me the hardest. Here's what she said. She said she'd miss unexpected hugs, Al Green's Simply Beautiful, Cherries in July, Tracing a sleeping eyebrow, smoking cigarettes, the Golden Gate Bridge at sunset, that first sip of ice-cold brew in sticky August, making eye contact with people walking down the street, when songs feel like they're speaking to your soul, Jeopardy, saying I love you, late night junk food binges, shooting the breeze, and especially the no-destination-in-sight long walks. She says, It's selfishly time for me to be happy, and I know you can get down with that. Please try to remember me as a whole human you shared memories with, and not just my final act. This is not your fault. It's not exactly easy for me either. I'm coming home, Dad. Make some room up on that cloud and turn the Motown up. I'm really sorry, Mama. Ah, oh, man. Um, always, always would hit me hard. Maybe it hits me even harder now having kids and just 
Uh, can't imagine being a parent and having to read that. Um, and this is something I think that suicide or things that get depression that gets to that level, I've always had, this is the wrong word, but a fascination with and almost kind of a need to understand. You know, I have had countless conversations with people who have dealt with depression, um, who have had suicidal thoughts, even threats. Uh, actually, this morning, even, I had somebody reach out to me and say that she's dealing with suicidal thoughts and wanted to know who she could talk to. And I've always sent them to somebody more qualified than I, right? That's important, that there are real mental health issues and people need professional help. Um, but I always wondered, you know, what can I do to help? What what role can I play? Um Maybe that's why this note hit me is because I've always thought, hey, Graham, just breathe life, you know, be fun, show them the beauty of what life has to offer. And the sobering reality of this note is that she saw those things, you know, she listed some specific, intentional, beautiful things about life, but those beautiful parts weren't enough to trump the depression, right? The desire to escape. And as she phrased it, she was just tired of being tired. And so here's what I wanted to key in on. It's a specific theme of her note. And I think that maybe this understanding can inform the way that we console and interact with people. So several times through her note, she apologized. If you caught that, right? She said, um, I realize I'm undeserving of thinking this way. Uh, or she said, you know, it's the ultimate first world problem. I get it. Uh, or it's selfishly time for me to be happy. And this is usually a theme I hear when I talk to people wrestling with depression. Uh, and the theme is, I don't deserve to feel like this. Right? And I think that a lot of that is kind of pushed on by society. Society has gone so argumentative over the right to feel, you know, because it leads into so many different agendas that people want to push. And so we're very quick to throw around the world or around the word entitled. We're quick to throw around the word snowflake. We're quick to dismiss feelings from millennials and... Um, yeah, we've created an atmosphere where you have to be justified in your feelings, right? It's like, how dare you be down in the dumps, right? You think your life is hard? That guy's a POW survivor, you know? Or, oh, you broke up with your boyfriend? Oh, boo-hoo. That person was born with a debilitating condition or whatever it is. And suddenly you, you have to justify your feelings to the point where you feel guilty for having them, you know? And then I thought, bingo, man, that is where I can help. Uh, I can be a safe place to voice feelings. If you're embarrassed of how you feel, uh, you're either going to hide because you're like, this is goofy, I can't bring it up, or you're going to embellish what's going on um, because you feel like you need to upsell it to the point where you're justified to feel that way. But here's the truth. Uh, the truth is, emotions are very simple, and it has very, well, 
not very little to do with the practicals. There's going to be specific counseling you have to go through because of the specifics, right? If you're a POW survivor, you need to go through specific counseling to deal with those. But Glasgow University did a study and determined that there are only four core emotions. Happy, sad, afraid, and angry. And sympathy is just very simply connecting with that emotion. It's not determining whether or not they deserve to feel it. And that is not your job. Um, sympathy is just remembering a time that you've shared that emotion, right? Regardless of what manifested it, we have all felt those four emotions and you can join somebody in that. So when this young woman who writes the note says, you know, selfishly, I want to be happy um, and I'm done, you know, I'm tired of feeling tired. Maybe she's felt the societal pressure that has said, you know, what do you have to be sad about? You know, what do you, you've got a great life. Tired? You're a dietitian, you know? When I was your age, I worked in a steel mill or whatever. Instead, um, if I'm around this or somebody comes to me that, I can absolutely relate with the emotion of sadness, man. I can relate with exhaustion, so if I'm talking to this young woman, me personally, I wouldn't say, oh yeah, I know tired. I got three young kids. You know, I was exhausted. Because when you do that, it just, it gives hierarchy to deserved emotions, right? You begin to to place it on this, this spectrum of, do I deserve to be exhausted? Do I deserve to be sad? And so... Instead of making a hierarchy of it, instead I would say, you know, there is nothing more overwhelming than exhaustion. Um, you know, tell me more about that. Do you ever feel like you get a break? And just seek to understand. Seek to feel where they are. Um, yeah, my job is not to fix the person, right? It's not to be their counselor because people much smarter than I are trained to do that. Um, I just want to create an atmosphere of vulnerability around me. That there are no right or wrong feelings. Feelings just are. And I want you to feel comfortable coming to me with those. My wife is unbelievable at this. Like, really, the best I know, honestly. And that's why so many people talk to Kristen when crap hits the fan in their life. Because she never judges. She never belittles. She just recognizes the core emotion and joins them there. Um, one thing I think we do is um, even society, we subconsciously think that the only ones that matter are the ones that get to the level of suicide or suicidal thoughts. You know, we think, dude, if you're just kind of depressed, I mean, we all are kind of depressed, right? There's gray days for everybody. It's tough for us all out here. Now, if you get to the point of suicide, then we'll step in. Otherwise, just suck it up. But you know what? This sounds cold, but keeping people alive is not the goal. <laughs> That's not the goal. The goal is freedom and fulfillment in the life that we have here. Our lives are but a vapor in the scope of eternity. Right? So take the opportunity, whenever that happens, to connect with the person that is in front of you. Regardless of where they're taking their captivity right, to the 
to the final place of, of wanting to end it, or just simply depression or wrestling with a tough time. Man, step in and play a part in bridging the gap between captivity and freedom. Meet them in that place. Create an atmosphere of vulnerability where they can begin to share and be okay with the things that they're wrestling through. You know, parents, this is particularly important for us. Right, And trust me, I am absolutely speaking to myself right now because I'm in a phase where I want to toughen my boys up a little bit. And uh, so I'm kind of wrestling to that tension. I do think there's a piece of, you know, as a guy, you get to fight through physical pain a little bit. And I get to say, you know, son, sometimes we got to be tough, right, so that we can be the protector. And I don't know, I think that there's a piece to that. But there better be a lot of intention there and a lot of thought. Because if you're just trying to toughen your kid up because his neediness is too much of a hassle and it's easier when he handles all of his problems himself or keeps his emotions to himself or goes to the other parent when he needs something, Boy, is that not worth it, man. You are curbing their behavior to make it easier for you. Uh, But I'm telling you, you want your kids to feel emotionally safe around you. You want to be their cheerleader in a world that beats them down. When they feel like they can't go anywhere else or they feel like they're wrestling with something, you want them to come to you no matter what age and lay their head on your chest and talk to you and then you get to say, here's the beauty that I see inside of you. And if they feel like they need to either hide their feelings because they're not justified or embellish them to you, you have not created a place of emotional honesty. That is something that slowly you can do just by being a listener, right? And saying, hey, I'll... Regardless, I, I want to hear how you feel inside of this. So, I don't know. Maybe today's podcast speaks to a few different groups. Um, if you're depressed, if you're listening to this and maybe you've had those thoughts or it's not to a final place, but you're just, you're pretty down right now. Man, I want you to know that you got a right to feel your emotions. Um, don't be embarrassed. Or ashamed. Uh, And, you know, taking from this young woman's note, you also have a right to rest. Self-care isn't always selfish. In fact, the most honoring thing I can do for my family is to make sure I'm healthy. So know that you are not alone. (laughs) There is peace and there is comfort that comes with honesty and, you know, this podcast was always meant to shed light on the practicality of faith, the practicality of a life with God. And a big part of that is always having an advocate. As my relationship with God is that I, I have an encourager. Knowing that God's voice is one of comfort and peace. And in the middle of brutal honesty, in the middle of fears and anger, In the middle of all of that crap is when God steps in and declares us valuable. So you are not alone. Um, Maybe you're listening today and you've had a loved one commit suicide. Or maybe you know somebody who's wrestling with it right now. And first, I want to truly say, man, I'm so sorry. 
that is an incredible burden, um, but one that you don't have to carry on your shoulders alone. Um, there's a difference, right? Do you have heartbreak? Uh, I get that. Me too. <laughs> Do you have nausea and sleepless nights? Yes, I, I get that. Me too. However, is it your responsibility? No. It's not up to you to say the right thing or to show them the good life like I felt I had to do. All we can do is create an atmosphere where vulnerability is welcome and even celebrated. Uh, Guide them to a professional, right? And just be a listening encourager in the background. Um, When I read this article, the phrase that came up was, proactive versus reactive affirmation and I just thought uh, let's not be ones who are reactive with our affirmation you know again it's not responsibility and it's not on you people's final decisions at all but we do get to be uh, a counter voice of beauty in society nowadays we get to be the ones that lead out not when somebody is Uh, just needs a pick-me-up, but maybe your word of affirmation and positivity keeps somebody from getting to that place and reminds them that they have value. And so every time I have a conversation with somebody, I try, I don't always do it, but I try to pick out at least two things that I see that God has designed inside of that person because I want to remind them. I want to remind them that they are a masterpiece to remind them that they are not forgotten about, to remind them that they are free to be honest and vulnerable around me, and what I will see, what I will sift through to find is the beauty that God has created and join them in the middle of that. So a little bit of inspiration today and maybe just um, some practical tips we can take um, to be the voice of life and people around us. So have a great day, and we'll try again tomorrow.